morning, Bucknutters. It is Thursday, October 25th, 2018. This is the Bucknuts Morning 5. I am Dan Rubin, joined today by Bill Kerlick, Dean of Ohio State Recruiting. Our usual Thursday guest, Steve Wiltfong, is sunning himself on the beaches of Florida. Bill, how goes it this fine fall morning? Oh, very well. Not not sunning the sunning here in uh, Columbus, Ohio, on a partly overcast day, but uh, it, it, it's not snowing, so so we're all right. Now, Steve somehow managed to turn a uh, weekend wedding into a five day weekend for he and his lovely bride. So more power to him. Speaking of things out of the ordinary, there's going to be some big changes coming to weekend radio or podcasting, whatever you call it here at Bucknuts. We will have an announcement coming later this week. Just know things are going to change drastically. We think we've really improved our approach, and the users will love it. Speaking of that, things you will love, you're going to love this show today. You know why? Here's what we're not going to talk about. Any controversy or haters or agenda-driven, ratings-motivated media commentary. Today is simply going to be the most comprehensive recruiting update you can get, and if you're going to do that, you're going to do it with the dean. Dean, let's get started. Very interesting in your reporting recently. It seems there is an increased amount of flip candidates this time around. I know that the Buckeyes are always trying to flip a few. It just seems to me now that they have a, a number of targets um, lined up to go to other schools. Maybe this is why we spent, you know, much of this recruiting process down the stretch trying to figure out who the next targets were. And the reason we didn't know in some cases because they were flip candidates. Let's go through them. I may stop you now and then for some commentary, but let's go through the guys they're trying to flip, maybe where they're committed to, and your overall vibe on the situation and where you think they might end up. Well, we got to start at the at the running back position with Marcus Crowley. Uh, from Florida, who is committed to Miami. Um, you know, Marcus didn't take long for High State to drop in on him. Tony Offord was there Monday. Uh, there a lot Monday, as in at the school for a number of hours, at his practice, spent a lot of time. You know, this is a kid that you and I have talked about, Dan. You know, he's darn good. I mean, he is very good. Um, committed to Miami right now. Basically, what it's going to come down to is he is he is open to flipping. You know, it is a possibility, um, but Ohio State's going to have to hit it out of the park, so to speak, on that official visit. And much is going to come down to that official visit when he is in Columbus the weekend of November third for the Nebraska game. And you know, if Ohio State hits it out of the park, they have a legitimate chance of flipping him. I believe. Yeah, Crowley. It was one of the guys you told me to go watch on tape. And when I saw his statistics, he's listed about somewhere between 160, 170 pounds. And I was looking at tape of him and Noah Kane, the IMG running back that Ohio State's interested in. And I told you this before, there is no comparison. Marcus Crowley is a fantastic running back. If he is able to gain and play at, you know, 195, 200 pounds, which looks like on his frame he will be able to, he is a much, in my opinion, a much better prospect than Noah Kane. Much more speed, much more burst. He's a little shiftier. Noah Kane to me is the kid who was, you know, a full had a mustache at 15 and is just a bruiser and a stud. But I'm way higher on Crowley than Kane. How about yourself? Yeah, and I think you hit it. Crowley is a home run hitter type guy, and you know, I go back to um, when. The Buckeyes were recruiting Ezekiel Elliott, and people thought he was good, but Ohio State thought he had a chance to be great. And that's exactly what he turned out to be. And I think Crowley is similar. And people think he's good right now, but 
his home run hitting ability, heck, he's averaging over 10 yards a carry this season. Uh, his home run hitting ability, and if he continues to grow and get bigger and all, I think he can be a great, great player at the next level. Yeah, he's uh, – it's surprising that the Miami commitment, was he not as highly thought of as some of the other backs early on, and that's why? I mean, I'm not saying Miami's a bad program, but they haven't traditionally recently knocked it out of the park. No, and I, yeah, he, he made his decision – uh, early enough that, you know, I, I, he didn't have, you know, a great senior season at that point to, to fall back on, so to speak. And, you know, I, I think with looking at the potential and what he's done as a senior, um, I, I just think he, he's continued to rise. And, and obviously now, you know, he, he is a top target of Ohio State, no question about that. You know, that's a kid that uh, – if he wants to say yes to Ohio State on that official visit, I don't think there's uh, there's much of any doubt that they're going to take him, at least in my mind, if he wants to say yes when he makes that official visit. You know, he committed to uh, Miami uh, in December, early December of 2017, so he made a very early decision. And considering um, they lost the running back out of Indiana, Samson James just becomes even more vital to add another good back to the class. Who else are they trying to flip? Well, there's a couple of interesting offensive line guys uh, to keep in mind. J.D. Duplain um, from Strongsville, who I went up to see about a week and a half ago, uh, watched him practice and talked to him in person and things. And then Nick Broker from Illinois. And uh, Broker, again, is a kid that they didn't waste any time going out to see. Greg Stadrara was at his high school on Monday and, and watched him, saw him uh, practice and all. Uh, he's going to make an official visit in all likelihood to Ohio State after his season is over, and it's broker again I'm talking about. Um, that one's going to depend on a lot, a lot of what happens at Ole Miss. If there is, you know, there's been talk that there's going to be there's there's instability there and all. And if uh, if things stay the same at Ole Miss, my gut feeling is Nick Broker will stay with Ole Miss. You know, if he senses the instability uh, and all that, I think Ohio State will have a real opening to flip him. Uh, J.D. Duplain, he's a kid that, again, I cautioned. As soon as Ohio State offered him a scholarship, it seemed like all of crystal balls flipped to Ohio State. And I tried to caution people that this kid is not an automatic flip. You know, he might, but far from automatic. You know, he's uh, committed to Michigan State right now. Um, you know, he, he was a guy that – had Ohio State uh, really gone all in on at the very beginning of the recruiting process, I think they would have landed him. Uh, but that's not what happened. And now Ohio State's kind of trying to make up uh, for a little bit of time lost, so to speak, and they're doing a good job now. They're working hard on him. But uh, you know, I, I, whether he stays with Michigan State or flips to Ohio State, that that is very much in, up in the air right now, and and then you've got Clemson. If Clemson offers him a scholarship, and they did stop at his school recently, if Clemson offers him a scholarship, that's going to change things dramatically as well. So right now, Duplain is in no hurry to make a final decision, and it could go any one of those three ways: staying with Michigan State, flipping to Ohio State, or uh, see what happens with Clemson. And there are some others. There are some others. Uh, Yep, yep moving to the uh, 
Yep, moving to the uh, defensive side of the ball, uh, the two big ones to keep in mind, Tommy Eichenberg, another kid that I recently went up and to see, watched him practice and all, um, linebacker out of Cleveland State, Ignatius, uh, moved to middle linebacker this season and, and has had a great season. Uh, High State likes him now as a middle linebacker, and they need a middle linebacker in this class. Kane Patterson was recruited as a middle linebacker before he decommitted. Uh, Tommy's going to make official visits to Ohio State and Michigan. Uh, right now he's committed to Boston College. And, again, he's one of those guys that it, it wouldn't be surprising to me if he went ended up at any of those three schools at this point. Uh, when I was up in Cleveland, I took, talked to some people close to him, uh, coaches, et cetera. They really even don't know what he's going to do, don't have much of an idea of what he's going to do right now. He, he's such a quiet kid. He just doesn't say uh, much about, you know, uh, giving tips on what he's thinking. And, you know, I think he'll make official visits to all three and then kind of uh, see the lay of the land and make a decision. But right now that's very open. Uh, and then the other defensive guy to keep in mind is Renardo Green, the defensive back out of uh, Florida. He's committed to Florida State right now. Uh, it's not the strongest commitment by any means. Um, he's going to make an official visit to Ohio State. He'll make that official visit for the Michigan game. Um, you know, I could see him flipping depending on how things go, uh, because again, his commitment's not the strongest right now. And Tony Alford, by the way, is going to be at his school to see him today. So we'll see how that one goes. When it comes to Eichenberg, Bill, his older brother, Liam, famously shunned the Buckeyes to go to Notre Dame. And now Notre Dame has not offered, yeah, Notre Dame has not offered the younger brother. Now, should we be concerned? They uh, not only have they not offered him, but they're not really showing a lot of interest, if, if interest at all, right now. Uh, when I went up to Cleveland recently, uh, Tommy said that uh, you know nothing is going on right now with Notre Dame. Um, you know, could that change? You know, I suppose so, but right now it doesn't seem like that's going to change. There's there's not really any any indication right now that that's going to change. And uh, if it does change, if Notre Dame offers him a scholarship and goes all in, there's no doubt in my mind he's going to look hard at going to Notre Dame, and I I wouldn't be surprised if he went to Notre Dame. But right now that's not what's really happening. Right now it's Ohio State, Michigan, um, and staying with Boston College. Yeah, just for the record, I find that troubling. Either Liam Eikenberg doesn't like Notre Dame and they know his brother's not going to go there, or we're recruiting a linebacker that's not up to Notre Dame's snuff, and that bothers me, but... Moving on, any other flips we need to discuss? Yeah, I think those are the big guys right now as things stand. Uh, we've got a ways to go. You know, we're, we're in uh, late October now, and we all know how this Ohio State staff works. So we've got a ways to go. There's going to be other guys that are, that are going to come up on the radar screen. But uh, I wrote an article on this recently. Yeah, High State's at 14 commitments right now. They're basically, for the most part, at their – uh, scholarship limit right now. They've got, for what they expect to leave Ohio State early for the NFL draft, et cetera, um, and what they have uh, as far as senior scholarship players on the roster, they're at the limit right now. So uh, it, there's going to have to be attrition, really, uh, to, to go a whole lot over. This is not going to be a class of 24 or 25 kids. So, you know, people should not expect that uh, come December, we're gonna we're gonna see a you know a, a class 
starting to balloon and, and eventually go into 24 or 25 prospects. That's not going to happen this year. Very interesting. How about uh, the next big date on the calendar? We talked about there's a way to go. The next big one will be a week from Saturday, Nebraska. I long thought, and it has been in the past, that could be a night game. Turns out it's going to be a noon kick. Do you think that will affect the guest list and who's already scheduled to attend? Well, it's going to affect the guest list in that uh, one of the reasons Urban Meyer loves those night games is they make it a lot easier for players to get to Ohio State to visit. Um, you know, if, if you're playing a noon game, that's a lot harder. Uh, games on Friday night, kids get get the bed late. They often have treatment and things on Saturday morning. Um, the kids at Ohio State's recruiting often are kids that are longer distances away. It's going to impact it some. Um, but there are official visits already set. Marcus Crowley is going to make an official visit that weekend. Uh, DeAndre Glass told me uh, just uh, yesterday he's still planning to make his official visit that weekend to Ohio State. Uh, there's going to be some top juniors uh, at that game, including Chris Braswell, an outstanding 2020 defensive end, one of the top couple of defensive ends in the country for that class. He's going to make an unofficial visit. So that list is building right now, Dan for, you know, the prospects that are going to be in attendance. And it would have been better had it been the night game. But, you know, there's nothing a high state can do with that. So, you know, they go with it as is. And it'll still be a good recruiting weekend. It's one of the recruiting weekends that they've targeted. Yeah, so it'll basically be that. And then we all know the biggie towards the end of the year. We can discuss that at a later date. All right, Bill, I'll be remiss. If it's Bill Curlick, if it's Ohio State, if it's recruiting, I can't let you get off the air with your without a update on your neighbor and our friend Zach Harrison. Well, uh, as we've talked about, Dan, uh, he's going to make his uh, he's going to have his army. Uh, I shouldn't say army; uh, it's not the Army Bowl anymore. It's called the All American Bowl now. The All American Bowl uh, for in San Antonio um, in January. He is going to be playing in that game, and he's going to get his jersey. Uh, next week at Orange High School, and I will uh, have to make a big decision whether I should walk across the street or drive over to cover that. But in any event, actually, I have to make, I, I have my first grandchild that ha- is due uh, on the exact date that Zach Harrison is, is getting his Army jersey. So as long as that uh, grandchild isn't born, I will be at that Army jersey ceremony and uh, we'll have the latest on uh, Zach Harrison at that point. But uh, the latest as of right now is he simply is playing football as a senior in high school and, by the way, had a great game this past weekend. Uh, they played Old and Tingy Liberty, and he was outstanding, had a couple sacks, and was tremendous in that game, some catches on offense. Uh, but right now, that's his focus. It is on his senior football season. Um, we all know it's Ohio State, it's Michigan or, of course, uh, Penn State. So uh, what does he do? I can tell you that nobody really knows right now. And I've talked to people at Orange. I've talked to people in the community, uh, close to the family. I've talked to the coaches. They will all tell you they do not know what he is going to do right now. Um, and, and that's about the simplest way to put it. He's keeping everyone guessing. Um, the, the people that you talk to at Orange – most of them feel like, in the end, 
uh, he'll go to Ohio State. But they feel like that with a confidence level of about zero. Uh, they just don't know. Um, you know, I've continued to say, and I've said this since the beginning of the football season, I really believe it's going to be either Ohio State or Michigan, and I still feel that way. But, uh, you know, we'll see what happens. It's very much up in the air at this point. We are all ecstatic here at Bucknuts. We first Bucknuts grandchild. And, Bill, give, <laughs> given the kind of business we are here, if you need to expense your walk across the street or even drive there, you feel free to do that. <laughs> I will do that. We appreciate the dean stepping in for Steve Wolfong, who is somewhere having an early morning Mai Tai. And like we said, stay tuned because we're going to have some big announcements coming up about how radio is going to change, podcasting, et cetera, for Bucknuts on the weekends going forward. Have a good one, Bucknutters. Bucknutters.